God's grace, God's mercy, and God's peace. They're all yours from the Father and from our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God for our sermon is the epistle that was read earlier. It's from Paul's opening words to his letter to the Corinthian Christians, chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. My dear fellow believers in Jesus Christ, our Savior from sin, and the Lord of our daily lives. There's an emphasis in America on personal freedoms, you know? People like to think that they are free to do whatever they want, whenever they feel like it. They emphasize their, their rights as individuals. And while that attitude may be the case in how our country operates, that attitude is a devastating and a destructive attitude when it comes to the Christian faith and to our relationship with our God. For to think that our relationship with God and with our Savior Jesus is something that's just between me and Him individually, to think that that's all that there is, that is unbiblical. And that is contrary to God's Word. Because again and again and again, the Bible teaches that those who believe in this, this Savior God of the Bible, they are placed into a family of God on this earth. And that they are brothers and sisters to all of their fellow believers. And this connection that we have to other Christians, that is a wonderfully positive blessing of God we are to give thanks to God for. That is the message that's embedded in God's word before us today. As God tells us this truth on the basis of our scripture text. Thank God for your fellow Christians. First off, because God blesses them so much. And secondly, because they bless us so much. Paul tells us what God has blessed your fellow Christians with because that's the exact same thing that he's blessed all of us with as Christian individuals. And that is his grace. He says it this way in our scripture. I always thank God for you because of God's grace given you in Christ Jesus. Oh, that beautiful word, grace. The undeserved love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. That has been given to every Christian. You see, Jesus is the greatest blessing of God because we Christians, every one of us, started life the same way that every person in this whole world started life as a sinner, as an enemy of God, as a defiant rebel against God. Yeah, you and I know that we started life that way because the remnants of that evil mindset are still with us, still in our hearts and still in our minds. If we're honest with ourselves, we know how easy it is to sin. How easy it is to lash out in anger 
at someone around us. How easy it is to think the worst about those people that we associate with on a daily basis. Oh, sin is easy to do. It comes naturally to us because we were born that way. Ah, but our sin is not what defines us anymore. It's not the real you or the real me anymore. Nor is it what defines our fellow Christians anymore either. For you see, God has revealed Jesus Christ as the redeemer of sinners, the savior of sinners, and he's done that for all Christians. God has planted faith in Jesus into all Christians' hearts. And that makes us Christians people who are different from the rest of the world. That same apostle in his second letter to the Corinthians says, if anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Yes, God blesses all Christians with the greatest gift of all, the gift of faith in Christ. Because no Christian ever came up with faith in Jesus on his own, by his own power. Paul says it this way and later on in the same letter. He says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except through the power of the Holy Spirit. All Christians in this world, that is, all those people who put their trust, lean their weight on Jesus, huh? they don't have a thing to do with coming up with that faith. God gave it to them through the gospel as his gift. What a wonderful reason it is, that is to thank God for our fellow Christians, that God has given them that same gift of faith that he gave to us. And the result is, <laughs> every Christian that we see in this whole wide world is a saint. That is, a holy person. That's what Paul tells us in our scripture text today. He writes, to the church of God there in Corinth, to those who are sanctified, sanctified means sanctified, huh? In Christ Jesus and called to be holy. And notice, God doesn't make us into Christians because we are holy. God calls us holy because we're Christians. For by faith in Jesus, all Christians possess this external righteousness of Christ, his holiness. They are washed clean in Christ's blood. And so when God looks at us Christians, all he sees is Jesus Christ and his perfection because his perfection is given to us Christians just as if we had done it ourselves. This is a wonderful Bible comfort for us. Just as it was for the Corinthian congregation. For you see, that was a very immature church there at Corinth. How'd they show it? They fought with one another. And they argued with each other. They refused to discipline each other. Their worship life was chaotic. They were taking each other to court. They were even confused about some of the major doctrines of the, of the faith. Those Christians at Corinth were a collection of baby Christians. And yet, Paul still calls them in our text, saints. 
So also the Christian church today in our world is in so many ways like Corinth. Often Christians don't know the word very well. Often they fight with one another. They fall into grievous sins. They say and they do sinful things that harm one another. And yet through repentance, they receive Christ's forgiveness. And because of that, God views them as saints. Holy people. Because they possess Christ's righteousness. They possess Jesus' forgiveness by their faith. And that is a reason for you and me to give thanks to God for our fellow Christians. That in spite of their weaknesses and in spite of all their imperfections, that God views them through Christ as his holy people. Ought we not to treasure our fellow Christians for how our God sees them through their faith in Jesus? Now, this is true not just there in Corinth, but all over the world. Did you catch that from the words of the Apostle Paul? Again, he says, Together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. The church of Jesus Christ is everywhere here on this earth. Two words that we can use for that truth are the words ecumenical and also the word Catholic. Both of those words simply mean worldwide or universal. We're not talking here about a denomination that uses that word. We're talking about the one universal body of Christians that exists for all time over the whole world. This is the invisible Christian church. Invisible because the faith that makes us a part of that church is invisible to mankind. And we are united in this one church with all Christians everywhere, even believers from the past going all the way back to Adam and Eve, huh? Now it's true, we can't see this oneness that we have with all Christians. The church in its essence is always invisible, but we believe in it. And we confess it as we did in the Nicene Creed. I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. See, the universal church is a reason for us for gratitude. Thank God for your fellow Christians all over the world because God blesses them so much. But God's blessings upon all Christians in this world are more than just the gift of faith that gives eternal life. That's the basics. That's the starting point. But with the gift of faith, God's Holy Spirit also gives Christians other gifts. We call them spiritual gifts. That is the power of God's grace to serve one another specifically in their faith. And this too is a reason to give thanks to God for our fellow Christians. Paul refers to this in our text when he says these words. In Jesus Christ you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge. See, God's Holy Spirit blesses all of our fellow Christians with unique and specialized talents, abilities, 
that they can use to advance the kingdom of Christ. And the cool thing about this is that all Christians are different from one another in this regard. Just as the parts of our body are all different from each other. And yet every Christian has these, these unique spiritual gifts so that they can serve one another in love. Over the years, you have seen these spiritual gifts that God gives Christians here in use, here at our congregation, at Our Savior. Some Christians are great witnesses to God's word, and they can speak it clearly. Some are great teachers of God's word for all different age levels, especially for teaching that word to little children. Some Christians have fabulous musical abilities eh? to sing, to play instruments, and to lead and inspire others, lead and inspire others in this musical realm. Some Christians are born leaders, and they're great administrators, right? They can organize things and they can get things done. Some Christians are great encouragers, cheerleaders, counselors. Some Christians are great at service projects, great at working behind the scenes. On and on it goes. All Christians, you see, have been gifted in their own unique ways. And they are to be reasons for us why we are to give thanks to our God that he's given them to his church. Now, that takes us then to the second part of our sermon as we thank God for our fellow Christians. You see, not only do we rejoice in how God has blessed all of these Christians everywhere here on this earth with faith and the fruits of faith and the spiritual gifts that flow from that faith, but it becomes more individual and more personal. We also thank God for the fact that he blesses us personally through these Christians. For the spiritual gifts that Christians have and the way that they use them, they are not to be used for their own glory, their own self-aggrandizement, if you will. Huh? That was the problem there at Corinth in their immaturity. Huh? And that's why Paul speaks up about this right away at the beginning of this letter. Paul wanted those Corinthian Christians to take the focus off of themselves and put it on Christ and have those Corinthians serve their fellow Christians. Likewise, those being served in Corinth needed to look to their fellow Christians to be served by them and not think that they could do their Christian faith on their own. That was a problem there at Corinth. They wanted to be lone wolves and do things on their own. And this emphasis that Paul was addressing is still needed today. Because still today, far too many Christians are sort of selfish in how they view their Christian faith. That is, they want to go it alone. They want a do-it-yourself type of Christianity. But such an attitude shows a lack of concern for our fellow believers. And God wants us to have a thankful attitude for the benefits that come to us through our fellow Christians, through the church. He wants us thankful for how our fellow Christians serve us. And then he wants us to take advantage of those blessings that he channels to us through them.
Now, go back to our text. The very first blessing by which we are served by God's people is mentioned in verse 1 in our scripture when Paul says these words. They signed their letters at the beginning, not at the end, right? He says, Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. See, in a sense, Paul is pulling rank here. He's calling attention to the special gift of what he is by the will of God. He was an apostle of Jesus Christ. That is, he was one of God's own authority for those Corinthian Christians. The Corinthian Christians had a lot of mixed up notions about their Christian faith. And Paul was God's appointee to instruct them in Jesus and to help them remove those false ideas that they had. In fact, all the apostles and their predecessors, the prophets of the Old Testament, they are the ones that God has used to give us these 66 books of canonical scripture of the Bible. And the blessing that God wants to give us through them is instruction about himself, instruction in God's word. He wanted to bless the Corinthian Christians with a greater knowledge and application of his scriptures. It's the same for us Christians today. We thank God for our fellow Christians because it's through them, through the church, that God instructs us in his word. The apostolic words have been given to the church to teach us, to help us. God wants his people to use them and to grow closer to him through them. That's why we come to worship services every week. That's why he wants us to get into Bible studies and Bible reading. That's why we have a tremendous need to speak the word to one another in our homes and in our social gatherings and in our lives, right? And then to listen to one another as we share the word of God with each other daily. Because our fellow Christians bless us as we join together around word and sacraments. This is why we Christians here at Our Savior are to reach out to those who are not participating in our congregational life. And so we make phone calls and we give words of concern and we reach out to those who are not coming to church. And we don't just talk about it, but we do something about it, huh? Because we care enough for the souls who are part of our family of believers here. God wants to bless his people that way. And he wants his people to thank him for the blessings we receive that way through our fellow Christians. And so, if somebody ever contacts you about not coming to the Lord's house regularly, Thank the Lord that that person cared enough about you to do that. Now, in addition to the apostolic word and to our fellow Christians, God uses all those people with those spiritual gifts that I mentioned before. He uses them to bless us in very unique ways in our faith in Christ. What a beautiful privilege it is to serve with those special gifts in this family of believers here, right? like altar guild people who put out the bread and the wine for the Lord's Supper, or people who clean our facility, or those who repair and maintain our property, 
or those who keep records for our leaders. Oh, what blessings they are to thank our God for. Or think of those in our congregation who lead us, right, in the various boards and committees, those people who administer our affairs, those people like our church council that meet regularly every month to carry out our work. They are a blessing to all of us, and we ought to thank God for them. Some of our Christians are extremely generous. They give large offerings of their money to get the Lord's work done. <laughs> what blessings of God they are to thank him for. And how about those teachers in our school and in our church who share the word and apply the word and get things done, right? Uh, I hesitate to even mention more specifics because I'm afraid I'll omit some important service that some of our saints here at Our Savior are doing. The point is simply this. Thank God for all of the blessings that we receive from these people who are responding to the grace that is given unto them. But even as we carry out our service, let's remember, it's all about Jesus Christ and not about us. Notice how Paul points us that way at the end of our scripture text when he says, God who has called you into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. Even as we appreciate our fellow Christians, we still do so giving thanks first and foremost to God for them. The focus is still on God and on his grace. See, that's the really neat thing about the doctrine of the Christian church. That the more we appreciate Jesus, the more we appreciate how Jesus blesses us through his people, even if those people are very imperfect, right? Because that's how grace works. Grace doesn't call attention to itself. It calls attention to Christ. And may our God bless us all with a greater appreciation for all of our fellow Christians. You know what? They'll never be perfect. In fact, sometimes our fellow Christians can downright drive us crazy. But God's great, God in his grace isn't done with them yet. Just like he's not done with us yet either. And until we get to heaven, God's people are going to be God's way of blessing us with his gospel grace. And so thank God for your fellow Christians daily. Amen.